Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes long or so, but that gets us into God's Word, and that's crucial because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can every day because you know people in your life who need to turn their focus in life around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their soul's salvation. Help them to do so by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody change their life. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We've been looking at the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of forgiveness and redemption and salvation sent from the throne room in heaven to mankind here on this earth through our Lord and Savior, God's Son, Jesus Christ. The gospel, the word means good news. Succinctly put, it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, dying on that cross so that he through his physical death and the shedding of his physical blood, could cleanse us of the guilt of our sins if we will come to him through that message of the gospel, repenting of our sins, confessing our faith in him openly as God's Son and our Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him, being buried in the waters of baptism so that that blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Oh, what a great message. And the word means good news. (laughs) It is extraordinarily great news and the best news that any message has ever brought to mankind. How sad that so many people reject it. Don't believe it. Don't want to hear about it. Well, there was a man, Saul of Tarsus, who did not believe in Jesus. He did not believe in Christianity. He he persecuted Christians who had been Jews before they became Christians. He hunted them down, literally, took them into custody, put them in bonds, led them to Jerusalem, put them on trial, tried to compel them to blaspheme the name of Christ, and on occasion voted for their execution. But in Romans 1 and verse 16, Saul of Tarsus had become the Apostle Paul by the time he wrote this, a Christian himself, a devout believer in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and God's Son, a Christian, a gospel preacher who helped establish congregations on a widespread basis, who taught people through various missionary journeys the gospel of Christ and help them become Christians themselves. He wrote in Romans 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. In other words, it is God's message of salvation through Jesus Christ for all mankind through every generation. Paul, he saw how the gospel can change his life. 
He changed, it changed him from being a disbeliever in Jesus to becoming a devout believer. It changed him from being a violent persecutor of the Lord's church to becoming a champion of the church and a teacher and preacher of the gospel. Well, as we read, as we began to read the conversion account in Acts chapter 9 of Saul of Tarsus, who became a Christian after he was confronted on the road to Damascus by the Lord himself, he was sent into the city of Damascus. He was on a mission at that time to hunt down Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem to stand trial. Oh, but everything changed on that road to Damascus and then within the city itself. In verses 1 and 2 of Acts chapter 9, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, in other words, any Jews who had become Christians, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. But on that road, as we've read earlier, as he was riding along, he was confronted by a bright light knocking him to the ground, and he heard a voice from that light. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Verse 4, and Saul responded, who are you, Lord? And then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Oh, how the blood must have drained from Paul's face all the way down to his toes as he realized the very one whom he had been disbelieving in and persecuting the followers of was now confronting him in reality. Jesus truly is the Savior, the Son of God. And so, trembling and astonished, Saul asked, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Well, he complied. But when he stood up from the ground to which he had been floored by that light, so to speak, he was blind physically, could not see. Now just think, what would you have me to do? Saul of Tarsus left Jerusalem confident that Jesus was not the Christ, the Son of God. He arrived in Damascus, shaken to his very soul and beginning to see his error because the Lord had appeared to him on that road to Damascus. That mission that he was on to hunt down Jews and take them into custody and put them on trial. Huh. If we drop down to verse 20 in Acts chapter 9, immediately... Now, this is after Saul went into the city. Well, let's move to Acts chapter 22. After Saul went into the city of Damascus blind, he fasted and prayed for three days, still blind. The Lord sent a Christian man named Ananias to go and confront him and present the gospel message to him. 
And in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, we read Ananias confronting Saul, challenging him. He said, why are you tearing? Why are you tarrying? Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Saul, a lot of people would have thought, had been saved on the road to Damascus when the Lord confronted him and spoke to him. He was not saved at that point. He needed to repent. He needed to think about what he needed to do, what he had done, and how his life needed to change. He was blind suddenly, and he had went into Damascus, led by the hand into that city, and for three days he fasted and prayed. When Ananias was sent to him to teach him the gospel, he was ready to listen. And when Ananias asked him, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Saul obeyed. He was baptized into Christ. He was immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of his sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. We come back to Acts chapter 9, after his conversion, after his being baptized into Christ, being forgiven, being redeemed, being saved, becoming a Christian. In verse 20 of Acts chapter 9, immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem? and has come here for that purpose, so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? (laughs) The people, at least many of them who heard Paul preaching the gospel of Christ, the good news of the Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, they were amazed because he had a reputation of persecuting Christians. Well, you see, Saul He left Jerusalem confident that Jesus was not the Christ, the Son of God. He arrived in Damascus shaken to his very soul, beginning to see his error, and then ultimately becoming convinced beyond doubt that Jesus is the Christ, the Savior. And he began to understand and came to fully understand that there is no way truly to God except through Jesus. As Jesus had said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, a fifth way that Paul, or Saul of Tarsus, how the gospel changed his life. He left Jerusalem confident in his own righteousness, in the way he was living, and in his mind serving God. He arrived in Damascus, a man trembling literally at the gravity of his sin. Verse 6 of Acts chapter 9 again, So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Oh, he left Jerusalem confident of his own righteousness. He arrived in Damascus, a man trembling at the gravity of his sin. He had denounced, renou- he had denounced, he had 
blasphemed the name of Christ. And on that road to Damascus, he had been confronted by the, the Lord himself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 9 and 10, the apostle Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, wrote this, For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. How Paul must have grieved repeatedly through the rest of his life, remembering the Christians he had persecuted, the Christians whom he had tried to intimidate and compel to blaspheme the name of Christ, the Christians whom he had voted to have executed. Now he was a gospel preacher. He was a member of the Lord's church. He was a Christian himself. And how his heart must have hurt for those whom he had so abused before he came to understand the life-changing message of the gospel. He took it to heart, and he put it into practice. He said he labored more abundantly than they all. But he said, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God which was with me. He understood by God's grace he had learned the life-changing message of the gospel. He left Jerusalem confident in his own righteousness. He arrived in Damascus trembling at the gravity of his sin. But in Damascus, he obeyed the gospel and it changed his life. Let's pray. Father, help us to help others see that they can change their life through the gospel of Christ. Help us to bear that message of forgiveness and salvation to everybody we can, to your glory, and help us to glorify you continually. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.